0: Tell me about when you walked into the Compton House and some motherfucker was laid out when you had to oh, go do the appraisal.
1: I showed these houses. I, I never know what I'm walking into. I, I have no idea. So, the front and I leave the front door open. I always leave it open for the first, like, minute I'm there just so I can kind of take a look around. And so I just go to, like, push the door open and I it hits a dude. Thud. Welcome, Bros. Guest to the Bros. Guest
0: Christian Lovegreen, my man, the myth, the legend, the my boy brother that uh, actually taught me how to wait tables <laughs> you were the oh, first man. server that i had if you know that
1: that that's fantastic I, you know learn from the best right away right
0: well uh, yeah i know it, yeah taught me the the ways of uh to walk because you can't two run it, if you remember that right
1: that's right man the nectar of the gods right there
0: <laughs> except for that what was the what was that almond um tequila that shit you had that was inside of a coconut do you remember that yeah, from um, Oaxaca or something. Yeah, like
1: it's it, it was tequila. It was from um, Pedro, one of my busers. He was he was from Oaxaca, and he had, brought, he had brought it back for me.
0: Okay, so he went back home and he just brought this. He brought the coconut filled with liquor back
1: for you. Yeah, yeah. It, so it was yeah. That was his. Uh, I'm trying to think of what. to don't uh, if it's for my birthday or. Maybe my my mom might have like got to help him out get into Disneyland or something. That was his way of saying thanks,
0: but uh You pulled I, pulled that I remember the ah, night you pulled that man. shit like out of your closet or something and you brought this yeah. thing out to the kitchen and you set this coconut down that had it had a wax covering. I don't know how the coconut was was enclosed. Promising there's some sort of booze inside. Yeah. And uh and you cracked it open with a wine opener. Man, that stuff was so good. It was yeah. delish. Yeah, it was so good. It was not what I was expecting, that's for sure. No, well,
1: that's because everybody drinks like piss tequila. Everybody's so used to drinking you know, just Cuervo. They don't know any different. Factors. How did you
0: get that house? So what, what's the story on that house in Crown Because <laughs> yeah, that's Yeah, yeah. So,
1: so I was working at Chang's and Inga wanted to move out and so did I. I was, I was going to find a place with Ben. Ben Titus. And so I talked to inga and i'm like yeah we should we should look for a place together we can make this work and then uh there's a girl named Hangame that was like yeah i, I could do that and i was like yeah let's, let's see what happens so inga and i went driving around looking for houses one day we're down in Mar, and this old lady she had to be mid early to mid 80s if so she was old and yeah, she was yeah. uh, getting ready to put a sign in the front yard for that house So I got, and you just happened to be driving by. You guys were just driving by when she was doing this. Yeah, and I just said, "Hey, uh, can I help you put that in the ground? Can I help you put that in?" She's like, "Yeah, that'd be so nice." And I was like, "So, what's the story on this place?" And she's like, "What do you want to know?" So I want to know what you're charging and when can we move in. (laughs) And she's like, "Well, we'd have to pull credit, but that's fine." And anyways, right then and there. I convinced her that we would be good renters, which was, I don't know why she'd fall for that, but uh, she did. <laughs> and I think when all was said and done, I had that place for, cause I, I signed on it. I had that place for four years. And I think I went through 27 or 28 roommates.
0: Oh my God.
1: Oh my God. You know, people just kind of doing time. I mean, I, cause it, was, it was a five bedroom house. AD was there, Gino was there, Ben was there. I don't remember Justin. Yeah. Those were just the mainstays. Then Dan lived there for a while. Stab Bam.
0: wounds, I-yah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Justin
0: was the one that got stabbed, remember?
1: Yeah, yeah. He got stabbed. I was, I was at a party. He had a, they had a party because Drew, uh, his band played at, uh, I want to say, what's the name of that bar? Hoagie Bar Michaels.
0: A Newport. And
1: after that, He's like, hey, there's a party at my house and you guys are all invited. And so I I happened to be, I was, I was snowboarding that weekend. I was up in Mammoth and I got a phone call saying, hey, dude, um, yeah, we've got <laughs> the, the entire uh, neighborhood is blocked off as a helicopter out. we got crime scene investigation here. Uh, Justin got stabbed and uh, they want to know who's in charge, so if they need to talk to somebody, I'll, I'm like, just give them my number if they need to talk to somebody, but not much I can do from up here. Everything was under my name, I, which was looking back was so dumb, but it all, it all worked out. <laughs> who People was the staple remix
0: Like the staple uh, crew, who is it?
1: Well, AD was there um, with me through most of it. Uh, Justin Ackerman took the uh, upstairs master and lived there for till the end. Uh, and Ben was there for a while, so for a long, long time. And then Drew, so that that was like that was like the main core. But then, uh, like Drew left, Gino moved in. Um, at one point, when when Ben got married, Dan took over his spot. When Dan left, um, Anson lived there for a minute. Yeah, that was wild because because Anson and I got fired from Chang's for the same thing, right? Because he's the one that sold. Because um, ABC came in. And at the end of the night, he gave that he gave a Budweiser to some kid who was underage, and that and that cop busted him. <laughs> and then that's I remember when I, this
0: story. So back up a second on this one. Yeah. Besides the house. Yeah. How, yeah. How did that happen? Like what on your on Anson your, on your, Anson's yeah. bartending.
1: This guy comes in at the end of the night and asks for a Budweiser, and, and Anson didn't card him because it's just the end of the night. You know, the guy's just ordering a a bottle of Bud, so he turned around, put it on the bar, and. The guy sat down and did you know didn't drink it because he's underage. Uh, and then guy guy, oh, like, no, no, it was just it's just this normal kid looking kid, and then the undercover ABC guy comes in and busts him, and they go through the whole rigmarole. It was just it was stupid. You saw the ball um, go down, yeah, yeah, and and then the reason I lost it was because they wanted to take a picture with Anson. Like next to him, like like it's like it's something, um, like it like it's a prize, you know, like he won something. And I was like, no, fuck that. Well, this, well, he has rights. Fuck you, you you know, like he, he doesn't want his picture taken. You you just screwed him over. He's getting a fine. get, you know, I didn't know if he'd get fired at that point or not. But uh, it was such a dick move, like trying to, like, what are you gonna use this? Isn't, this is a teaching moment. You don't get to take you don't get to take a Polaroid of him and. You know, you, you didn't this isn't a trophy moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Are, you standing, are
0: you standing there and and while he was getting cuffed? I mean, what was no, so all I, the servers I, I, were hovering around? I mean, where where how did you get involved? Is what I'm saying.
1: I was still working, I was still closed up, you know, because I, I used I used to close all my shifts. So I was signing people out and people were kind of hanging out, trying to figure out what was going on. But and I, I knew Anson was in trouble, I knew what was going on. But when they tried to try to get a picture of him and like take a pull road, that's when I lost it. I was like, no, 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 no. Like he has rights. He doesn't want this happening. You, you can't make him do that.
0: So would you do? block and, the photo or get in the no, way? No, or?
1: no. Then uh, the uh, roid rage cop started saying something to me and I was like, fuck you, guy. And then he, he's got my face. And I was like, dude, fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. You, you guys are glorified meter maids and you just ruined somebody's day. Like you guys just came in here to do something. And I'm like how shitty is your job, mister, where you're trying to set somebody up for this? This is terrible. Like what? Like, I hope you sleep well at night. And he said something back to me. And I'm like, dude, fuck you. So he put me in a chicken wing. Like I was trying to put me in a chicken wing. And I'm like, you better pull out a motherfucking badge, guy. And so what, what's he have around his neck? He has his badge, pulls it out, starts lipping off to me. And so, I, and I, I'm just still, I'm just spewing cuss words left and right. And there's, there's people in the restaurant. I'm laughing at him. And I'm like, you, I'm like, you are such a glorified meter man, man. Sorry, you couldn't make it. You know, you're, you're such like a high school football quarterback that couldn't make it, man. You became a cop. Like, look at you. And he, and he got all pissed.
0: Did you have yeah, anything, uh, like, uh, th- like, were you already working on the appraisal business or the realty business? No, 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 there? I hadn't. You, uh, this was on the fly.
1: This is on the fly, yeah. This was, I, I just, I hadn't, wasn't doing that, but uh, he just was mouthing, on, like, I was just mouthing off to him. And so the next day, that happened on a Thursday night. And the next day was a Friday, obviously. And I always closed the afternoon shift on Friday so I could have Friday nights off. Um, and then come back and close again on Saturday night. So Friday, I don't know if I remember Rosh. He was, it was uh, one of the managers. And right so, right. yeah, <laughs> exactly. So Archie <laughs> let me work the entire day at the very, very end. They pulled me in the office and Rosh, he's going to let Rosh fire me. And I'm like, Rosh, you don't get to fire me, dude. Fuck off. Like if I'm fired, Archie can tell me himself. You don't, you don't get to talk to me like this. Like he's, you're an idiot. And he's like, well, you, you made a, terrorist threats I'm like I made terrorist threats to this guy are you kidding me like this is after 9-11 so that's you know like why would I make a terrorist like that doesn't even make any sense and so I mean I was told that 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 you were pulled in the office
0: and and Archie didn't want to fire you by himself in the room by himself because he didn't know you know if you were going to be upset and so he had someone else in there just in case yeah. And that, then that's how that's how the firing went down. So it was just Rosh. There Archie wasn't there when I was Archie there. and
1: Rosh to start. And then Archie left to go out and he was gonna let Rosh do it. <laughs> I was like, the he writing lived. was on the wall at that point. I knew it was gonna happen, but I was like, Yeah, Rosh, now beat it, dude. You're you're the biggest showed. Like, just get out of my face. And they had just made the family dinner. <laughs> so I went and got a a full plate of family food and told everybody, yeah, I'm out of here. I got they're letting me go. And then Kevin Drake was lost his mind. He was all pissed, but, uh,
0: so then after the family meal, you just kind of walked out and say lovey.
1: Yeah. I was like, all right, well, so much for that job. <laughs> wow, man.
0: All right. So Uh-oh. tell me about Daniel Sadak. Yeah. This is like the next venture that you went into and during the, yeah, whole so, bubble that we were talking about prior, right? So, Daniel right, Sadak. Right.
1: Okay. went from there to, uh, slanging loans uh, as a loan officer and while I was doing that, um, I knew it was super kind of shady. We were doing these HELOCs, home equity lines of credit, charging like ten points. You want to borrow hundred grand? We're charging you ten grand. It was crazy. People were people who were just dragging their dicks in the dirt with their credit scores. Back we up were, and tell uh, me what a HELOC, HELOC is. is. What is that? A home equity line of credit. So oh, okay. basically, right. you know, just like a sec, a, a type of uh, second mortgage type thing where you're just taking out. Uh, you know, a couple hundred grand on your house if you need to, and which is what caused
0: the whole bubble in the first place. Where we were talking about so, the, so yeah, so yeah, so the- yeah.
1: Because I mean, that's when we were doing these Ninas, these no income, no asset things. Like I told you, so yeah, you, you got a guy who's a high school janitor, and they're like, no, 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 sir, you are a custodial engineer, and you make ninety thousand dollars. I'm like, this is garbage. You're giving this guy a five hundred thousand dollar house, and he can barely afford the payments. But
0: and you saw so, them actually uh, cooking numbers, like you, you saw them, oh like- yeah changing little things up. Oh, when you first got in. Docs?
1: oh yeah. There, there isn't some, some sketchy people. I watch all that stuff happen. So, but I realized in that whole process that, that throughout, throughout that, the person that I kept calling was the appraiser. And so I looked into appraising and I thought that was interesting. And so while I was working there, I'm like, did I work at a place with, let's just say it's like 300 people. If I get my appraiser license. I can come right back in here, hand them my card and say, Hey, everything you have in orange County, call me. I'll take care of it. This is back in the day. We we could go out and create our own clients.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: can't do anymore. So yeah. And then, uh, that's when I got into appraising. So my, I worked there and right when it was time for me to go, some of these people, I'm just, I'm not sure how they slept at night just for stuff they did, but you know, they're making good money.
0: You were with landmark equities group and what was the connection between landmark equities group? And the quick loan funding with the okay, state so account. that's
1: so I, I leave the loan place and I and I was and I had just passed my uh, state exams uh, to become an appraiser and yeah, yeah. I this place was a uh, so Richard Black used to work at Chang's he was an, he was he worked there as an appraiser all his kids went to like Villa Park uh, so I ran into him he's dude we need people we we do you know a thousand loans a month. For this company, you know, we get, we need appraisers. So I went over there, gave him my information. They hired me on the spot, started, and was just slanging loan or uh, alone, It was uh, appraising. So had a, had a guy above me who would help me out, check my work, make sure I was doing things right. But uh, Daniel Sadak ran uh, Quick Loan Funding, not which is different than Quick Loans, which is popular now yeah loan funding had this big building off the fifty five freeway, and our company landmark equities group would every single appraisal they had in cal- and basically in california um we would do it for them We had an office up in San francisco and one out in in and um in where was it at like costa mexico technically costa mesa right over by the airport santa Ana, costa mesa right yeah. by John yeah. I mean. and uh I mean, they had one of those infomercials that ran like on Fox Sports at midnight. Remember <laughs> that?
0: I remember really that yeah. in like the early two thousands where people were saying yeah. like, you know, how long have you owned your home? You know, mm-hmm. do you need some money to do this or that? You can pull money out easy. Give us yeah, a call.
1: Tap, tap into your equity. You know, if you need this, 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 that, and a third. So yeah. Uh, but they had those infomercials, and they and I you mean, know, they had that huge building. And they they must have they must have staff like at least three or four floors of that place with people they, I mean, they were cranking. So every time, everything that they had in that area, in our area, I mean, it was got passed over to us. So we were we were, I think at that point, I don't know how many thousands of appraisals we were doing a month between everybody that worked there. Did you see but, some uh, of the supervisors? Uh, I, I talked to
0: one of my boys who was a realtor during this time too. He He just got into it. And he used to overhear them talking stuff like, you know, okay, what's your exit plan? Oh yeah. Well, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Oh yeah. I got about 10. I mean, like they knew that it was going to happen.
1: That's impressive. If you, if they can predict that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's hard. It's hard to predict, but uh,
0: it was the guys that were cooking the books. The same, the same story that you're telling me is what he saw too.
1: Yeah. And, but but these guys, these guys were changing appraisal values. That's what that was the problem. They would say like, Hey, you know, Rob needs, eight hundred thousand on this house and you brought it in at 770 we need to make it 800 and I was like yeah no nah. <laughs> and so because they had access to passwords and the databases they could they would go over there uh, to quicken loans they'd sit down they would change the appraised value and and then sign their name to it as opposed to so like they wouldn't put my name back on it but they just signed their name but they didn't inspect it so it was just so dodgy and they ended up i mean they ended up getting busted but yeah sadak ran that place and you know he he was always had he was in the obviously into cars he was always driving just ridiculous cars and you know he was like he was killing he was balling and then i remember there was one story i heard where he got robbed they came to his house and like he was he hanging out with some shady people i guess and they're all they were all about the clubs, going to the club sutra over at Oh <laughs> they, they want to get into <laughs> bottle yeah. service and just you know, you gotta be a baller, man. You gotta you know, I was like, whatever.
0: Yeah. So when you so that that was that was pretty much the escape plan. That's how you exited out of yeah. the industry then.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's where I uh, um I went back to secured funding. all, all the loan officers that I work with gave him my card and said, Hey, I'm an appraiser call me for all your jobs.
0: And you can't do that that
1: No, now they have what's called AMCs, which are appraisal management companies. Um, So after the bubble, people thought, you know, people were saying, well, you know, it it was the appraisers were in bed with the brokers and agents because they would say, Rob needs a million bucks, go out and give him a million bucks on this property. So it's only worth 900. So they'd call the next person and tell somebody would go out and do it. But in reality, it was it was all the loans. It was these terrible loans that were made in the first place. If you if you put nothing down on a house, yeah. If I give you a 500000 dollars house, you put nothing down, house goes up, sweet. You can take that money, you can you can ATM it. If the house goes up by 100 grand, You can borrow, you can just go back, refinance, take a hundred thousand dollars out and go buy a car. But
0: that's not really a wise choice as a first first-time buyer. If you right. went it's cool. down, to put nothing down and you got some money under your belt, the first thing you should not do is go pull the money out and spend it and create a secondary loan.
1: Correct, correct. However, you own nothing. You didn't put anything into this house. So they they were giving you a house. If the house goes down, well then you just stop making your payments. You take a credit hit and you file bankruptcy and let the house go, which was well a ton of people did. But they didn't what what's the point of paying your two thousand dollar mortgage when your house is only worth half that so there's no point in paying your mortgage when you when your $500,000 house is now only worth 300,000 and they're they're not going to work with you cuz you if you owe them the money you you signed it saying you would for 30 years you're going to do this. That's the problem. When you when you when you have skin in the game, it changes it changes everything. But if you put nothing down, you have no responsibility towards it. It's just all it is is a, is a house. The houses the housing went up so got so crazy from like 2003 to 2007, you know, people were making a, a, just about every, every month, their house went up 10, 15 grand.
0: Well, and I told you the story about my old coworker who kept pulling money out of his house so much right, so yeah. to where he buried himself and he committed suicide. You know, who won out of this?
1: Well, the, those who bought and sold and, you know, realized that they could buy a house, let it appreciate, sell it. Buy the next one. Let it appreciate. Keep. They. They kept. They kept. You know. They were. They were house flippers. They kept making money. Mm. Um, they weren't tied to it. Uh, I mean, at some point, you 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 have to get caught. Once the once the once the bubble bursts, the bubble bursts. It all depends on how much equity you have in the, your home value. So, if you bought a five hundred thousand dollar house and it was at seven fifty at one point, and now it's at three fifty, well, how much do you owe on it? If you only owe, you know, three hundred thousand, you're still fifty grand positive. But if you owe five hundred grand, or you refinanced, and and are at seven hundred fifty thousand, and now it's only worth three hundred fifty thousand, why why would you pay on it? You know that was the thing. If if you owe seven hundred thousand dollars on your three hundred thousand dollar house, that that's a that, that's a bad decision to try and stick through that. I don't care what your moral obligations are, and I I understand that people have some, some but. I mean, make a financial decision that's best for you in life. You can just move off that, let it go. Take, take the credit hit, hit take the bankruptcy, and deal with it. But don't, you know. And then, of course, the market has come back. But I mean, if you if you can flip a house and make profit on it, if you know what you're doing, uh, and you're not,
0: yeah, and, and, and not you're not
1: shady. Because a lot of these flippers, man, they're super shady. They're not shady. Like I mean, they're probably shady people in general, but a lot of the work they do is just, you know, paint the pig, (laughs) Right. But I I walk in these homes and these people are buying it and they just, you're, you're buying a house. It's the most expensive thing you're ever going to buy. And you aren't going to take a fine tooth comb and walk through it and look at it and have the home inspector explain stuff to you. Or, you know, I think, you know, you're, you're going to waive an appraisal and not pay for it. Pay a professional to get out there, look at it. You you, want to spend what, you know, 1.5 million bucks on a home, but you don't want to pay a home inspector and an appraiser to come in there and tell you exactly what's permitted, what's not permitted, what's up to code, what's not. Like that's a pretty dumb move. So if if I waive that on the offer yeah.
0: and and during this whole process of me buying the home, I have Mm -hmm. my own guys about what's going on between my realtor and your realtor but then I have a, another guy on my own come in and do the inspection during this whole process. Can I back out after I find out his findings?
1: You can always back out. I mean, the, these, these real estate contracts are paper thin, man. I mean, you could yeah. find a reason to back out pretty much of anything, which is good and bad. And it's usually for people who back out. They, they, no the
0: uh,
1: I mean, you've got your earnest money deposit. So you put down your EMD, um, so you put earnest money down saying that you are planning to buy it. Now, hopefully you're truthful and all that kind of stuff. And depending on how you negotiate and what you have said, um, uh, and put down and how many days you gave yourself to, uh, for your inspection period to, to go, just to go find out what the property's like, you got, you've got your time to make your decisions and pull out. Yeah.
0: Tell me about when you walked into the Compton house and some motherfucker was laid out when you had to go oh. do an appraisal
1: yeah okay so this is uh it's in compton it's supposed to be a vacant house it's bank owned uh and i've got a lockbox combo to get in so i showed i saw i showed these houses I, I never know what i'm walking into i, I have no idea so I put the code in grab the keys open the door and look around if the house is vacant then i'm like okay we're okay so far so the front and i leave the front door open i always leave it open for the first like minute i'm there just so i can kind of take a look around why to, why do you so what, is I that I a technique
0: thing there. why do you leave the front yeah
1: because if i need to get out of there i'm not have i'm not shutting the door and like not be able to get out but i want people to be able to hear me <laughs> if i Jesus, if, man. if something goes sideways so that's crazy first, yeah so i open the door the front door and about i don't know seven to eight feet into there there's another door that goes to a bedroom and so I just go to like push the door open, and i it hits a dude thud
0: but before oh, you yeah. even before you even opened that door, did you know did it smell fishy?
1: Yeah, it was interesting. I was like, all right, you know it just it smelled kind of funky, but most of those places do because this is this is years and years and years ago, but yeah 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 when when the houses when when the bank owned houses were taken over, people were destroying the house like it was the house's fault that they you know they would like bust the cabinets and just destroy the house that people were stealing the copper plumbing. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was gangster. People would just take whatever they could. It was crazy. But anyways, I opened this door and I hit a dude and he's, and he kind of like turns and he's face down, but he's pretty jacked he's got, he's got bald head. He's got head tattoos, neck tattoos. And I'm like, Jesus, man, he's got his, he's got a pair. He's got his good press Dickies on. <laughs> And uh, I'm like, shit. So that just kept my eye there, slowly walked backwards out of the house. When I had pulled up to that house, across the street, there was like six or probably like six adults and like four or five kids. And they're all kind of hanging in the, in the driveway. And they, they have like a little, those little gates that go across your driveway so people can't just pull yeah, in the driveway. Like the front yard, yard. little yeah. front yard hangout, yeah. Uh, Dude, and it it's, it sounds so stereotypical. Too. It's it, that's why it's, it's, a, it's such a rad story. The guy reminded me so much of Snoop Dogg. Dude. he had he had a cup of gin and juice? He had his hair in like braids and had a flannel. He was rad. So, but I went over there and <laughs> I, I, I kind of waved to him and he comes up. He's like, "What's up, man?" And I was like, "Hey, dude, uh, I'm I'm Christian. I'm an appraiser. Here's here's the deal, man. I just walked in this house, open the door, hit somebody there." kind of laying, they're they're still face down. However, I'm legally supposed to call the police, but that just seems like kind of a hassle. Any chance you know this person and and get them out of the place, out of this place, so I can uh, finish doing my job and they can go however they got, however they got in there, they can go right back in when I'm done. (laughs) I'm like, what?
0: wait, 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 so you went to the neighbor and talked to him to try to get help?
1: Yeah, and so, Got this. Got the, got the guy from across the street comes over, has a look, starts shaking his head. gives me the finger, like, "Hey, follow me outside." <laughs> and his, his words exactly. He's up, like, yo, bro. He's like, Here's, "You guys should have a problem." I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "That's one of those guys over there." He's like, "We've been, we've been battling." He's like, "There are some problems." And I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." So he's like, "I'll tell you what. Just go talk to you know whatever the guy's name. <laughs> I swear I want to say it was Hector, but that's that's just like straight from Friday." But uh, he's like, go talk to this guy, whoever the guy's name was, and tell him <laughs> to come have a look. So I go over there and I'm like, what's up, man? In another oh, house. Yeah, another house. Like four houses down.
0: Okay, um, so this, yeah, like, this story thickens. Yeah. You're, you're, so, and, okay, so, so your car so still parked and like, this day is not done.
1: Yeah, yeah. Christian, and so my what Snoop Dogg buddy, that, so what my, happened? my Snoop Dogg homie that had the gin and juice and the braids, he walked back over to his side of the street told me to wait till he got over there. He goes, go talk to that guy. go talk to that guy and he's like let me have a look and he comes over it's his homie and he's like oh man he's dusted (laughs) he was man so he's telling me how like they were just doing drugs all night and he's a mess so he he gets his buddy grabs him by the belt loop so help me out i'm all uh dude i'll tell you what i'll I'll let you do that he kind of slaps him in the face grabs him by the belt loop the guy gets up. you can tell he's been in prison, dude. He's jacked. He's got some, some gnarly tats, and gang tats. Like a porterhouse on stilts. No, no, this is, no, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what you but say I mean, the like, jail?
0: You know, when you say jail, that's yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. But
1: this guy, uh, <laughs> just kidding. this guy's jacked, man. And he gets him up, and the guy's just kind of out of it, and he's talking to him, and he, he kind of starts, starts laughing about, you know, what they did last night and how and how messed up they are. So fucked up on dust and what they were doing, and then he but he got the guy to leave. And I just ran around, measured it. It's a one-story house, pretty basic, all the pictures I needed to do. But the uh, key, I saw that they had, in the back, there was a sliding glass door that they had uh, they had busted up um, so that you couldn't lock it. So that's how they got in. I'm like, dude, I don't care. You want to come back there and do whatever? I got pictures showing when I was here and what it looked like when I was here. So you go ahead and do whatever the hell you want to do. But uh, yeah, that was wild, man. Like, just, you never know what you're walking into. Jesus, man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I didn't know you went through all that. We kind of talked about it briefly prior. I, th- I just thought you ran into a dude, but yeah, the fact that the fact that you know you could have bounced at any time.
1: People, people want to do whatever, but and it's it, it, at, at the end of the day, it's just it's just a, an opinion of value as of it's a snapshot at that moment in time. So it's, it's just my opinion of value that people can you could have another appraiser walk in there a, a, the next day and he could appraise it you know it might come in higher, or lower it, it could be all over the place it's, it's my opinion of what i see and how i feel like that obviously there, there's going to be a difference of opinion uh and but if it's it should never be like I, i've heard these stories which which cracks me up there's like the story out there where they're talking about how black neighborhoods are appraised differently than white neighborhoods and you know it's which is such a farce! Like it, it's a house. The house doesn't care about race. It's, it's isn't it the land though.
0: I thought it was the land that really that really gives you the appraisal because you put look at the land and then you look at the houses next to it. Even though, houses, well, yeah, but you're, you're, you're looking
1: at you're looking at square footage, and yeah. obviously there is there is some uh, there's a especially in, in California. I mean, land is very expensive, so you've got you know the, the value of land. But no one's no one's really doing vacant land appraisals. I mean, there are yeah, people are are totally doing that. But it, there's not too so many places you don't you drive through too many tracks and see like oh yeah, there's a there's some a blank uh, an empty lot there. It doesn't happen that often. Most uh, Orange, I mean, Orange County, L.A. It's it's all built up. It's, a lot of infrastructure so
0: all right dude so all the right. prop prop 19 the last thing i want to ask is prop 19 yeah. prop 13 we kind of talked about that like what besides the obvious that you know we talked about the transfer of property and and property tax i mean what why did i look that up because when i looked it up it made complete sense why they did that right yeah you know, so what, it's, like it's, why was that a big deal
1: it's well it's it's complicated so it's, it's and i'm i'm not like the most well-versed person on it but so you start with like prop 13 which is Fantastic for parents and love that that was passed when we were kids. Like so that was, or I mean, yeah, before you were born. But that was a that yeah. was passed in the late seventies. Prop thirteen, and basically you can only if you bought a home back in the seventies, your property taxes were like you know eight hundred bucks, whatever whatever it was going to be, and it can only go up by you know your taxable value can only go up like two percent a year. So if you if you have a home for fifty years, your property taxes are going to be so small. You buy a house right now, let's just say you bought a house, you spend a million bucks on a house, your property taxes are probably gonna be close to, depending if you have Melloroo's in your neighborhood or any special assessments, you're gonna be looking at like 12 grand a year in property tax, you know? So you buy a million dollar house, you gotta make your mortgage payments, everything else, but you got property tax and that's and it's just goes up. So you, you're looking at, you know, 12 to $15,000 every year in property tax, that's wild. I mean, it's, it's normal. But so Prop 13 helps old people or not old people, but people who own their home for a long time. It's a it's fantastic. And they just made these new laws where there's some counties now where you can move your, so you can move and take your property tax base with you. So you can, as long as you're not like owning a condo and then buying a million dollar home, as long as it's, you know, um, and I, this is where I'm, I'm not well-versed and I'm not sure, you, like, I don't think you can up, like, I don't think you can go, more expensive, but you can basically buy a similar house for the similar amount of money, yeah, give yeah. and take maybe like a hundred. I'm, I'm not sure what the what the what the escalator is, how high you can go up from your from what your uh, what you sell your home for. But you can take your, take your tax base with you, which is fantastic because so many people, like parents who've been in their homes for a while, they were kind of stuck because if they moved, they'd be reassessed and their property taxes would skyrocket. So let's just say they're on a fixed income. They, their house is worth a million bucks, which is awesome. But if they were to sell their home and go buy another home for like 800, they wanted to downsize it. If they sell their million dollar home, they go buy a $600,000 home, they downsize, but then they get hit for these property taxes, which would be like you buy a $600,000 home, you get like $8,000 in property taxes, but they have a million dollar home. They were paying like six, 700 bucks. Cause the they have property taxes don't disappear, home. obviously. Right. So, with prop 13 and then they had like prop prop 60 prop 90 you could take you could move to certain counties and take that base with you which is which was really cool um so
0: what kind of uh, ripple what kind of ripple did that cause i mean like who 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 was hurt the most like who who was pissed off the most about this
1: like who see no one's no one's hurt in that aspect but prop 19 now that's where they're trying to recoup some money because you've got i don't know it's you've got joe biden and the uh it's not about equality; it's about equity, and everybody's got to pay their fair share, and a bunch of other ridiculous things. But uh, so Prop 19 imposes like taxes on inherited properties. So let's let's say your parents did well, uh, and when they, when they go, they leave you the house, and it's a, it's worth one point two five million, and their property taxes on that were like you know. 1200 bucks a year because they had had it for so long, and they were able to, um, they were able to do what they needed. But uh, if you get it and you don't, and you don't assume it as your principal residence, and you're going to rent it out, and the city finds out, the county knows about that. Now, how do they, how do that they, do they prove that? that?
0: Besides, uh, obviously, recording, you know, me advertising.
1: If your mail's not going there with your name on it, right? That's probably a first easy way to look it up. You don't have the bills under your name. Uh, but now they just reassess you on that. So now your property taxes went from 1200 bucks to 12,000 bucks, 13,000 bucks a year. And you go to, there's just so many things. You've got like capital gains taxes. I mean, it's just,
0: if you're going to rent out a house that your parents leave you as a business venture, then yeah. I mean, I believe that, that you should be, you should pay the current value because it's what it's the same thing as if you were to buy a property right now, you're, you starting a business, right? A business you're not, it's not a home, but if, if my mom gives me her home and I'm going to like raise my kids in it, I don't think that I should have to pay current market value. I mean, it's my fucking parents home, man.
1: Yeah. Well, that's I'm if, you, if you use it as your main residence, then you can continue uh, with that. You can, you can continue keeping it at a, at that same assessed value. It's once, you, yeah. once you, I, I think it's like, once you refinance it to take money out, once you try, once you uh, make it a rental, so there's, there's a lot of like, I, I don't know all the facets to it, but uh, I have a feeling it, it might get repealed at some point when people are like, no, 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 we don't, especially for the, the, the really wealthy, you know, those who are three and a half million dollar plus homes, you know, the, the, uh, oh, yeah. the, the Newports, the coronavirus, the, you know, oceanfront, uh, view properties. Not oceanfront, but just yeah, somewhere in that area in that vicinity. Expensive, so yeah. Of like the, coastal, uh, a lot of those coastal. Cities yeah, coastal. Yeah, first, absolutely, yeah, for sure. And that's and that's, uh, that's a problem. With which uh, tell see, me yeah. the company that you work for. Uh, it's called Appraisal Now. Make it real simple. So, uh, Appraisal Now is my appraisal company. Uh, and then my real estate. Uh, we're called Oracle Real Estate Services. So, if anyone <laughs>
0: wants to contact you, you can do appraisals. You guys can i also understand that you told me that you guys are realtors as well so yeah so he's a, got a broker's he's a, license and all yeah, that kind of shit he's
1: got his broker uh, and i'm i've got my realtor license uh you know we don't need two brokers licenses so he's got yeah, yeah, his exactly. and, and uh yeah that's uh so if anyone crazy. wanted to
0: contact you selling homes buying homes getting a loan getting an appraisal like whatever yeah. like they can kind of contact you guys are kind of like a you know that's and if you can't do. do it you guys obviously know people who can take care of you
1: Absolutely. That's kind of what we do, man. We uh, we're pretty well connected with in in the industry. We've got. I can't imagine. Know.
0: A I mean, you started from the fucking get go. Jesus
1: Christ. <laughs> yeah, the right, stories right. that you told me. Just don't do shady shit. Just call call out what call out what things need to be called out. Be honest with people about what's going on. And
0: so how so how can someone find you guys? Like, what's the website? What's uh what's the easiest way for someone to contact you?
1: Just call me. <laughs> Call me. Look me up. Uh, you know, just type in appraisal now on the internet.
0: Christian, I, I'll let you go because I know this has been a long convo. Yeah, um, I'm not a like,
1: huge social media guy. I, I try, is, I, I try to stay awesome. people can kind of don't know too much about me, which I like.
0: Yeah, but for those who might listen, Audrey Lee out there, fucking Venio yeah. and all the old, all the old school. I don't, I don't know what uh, what some Love of those, those other guys are. Yeah, of course, man. And. Yeah. The good, little old crew. But missed that the, crew, man. On the nineteenth, uh, you should definitely come get tacos with me on Friday. I'm in. I'm right, in. Cool. I'll send you the link, or yeah. I'll send, not the link, but I'll send yeah, you legal. the. I'll it? send you the address. Yeah. It's so good. Bring whoever. Yeah, I'm in, want. man.
1: Just, just let me know. Just tell me when and where, and I'm in. Love uh, you, brother. And uh, yeah. we'll, we'll do a little. uh We'll have a couple tacos come Friday. We'll. uh
0: you know, we'll talk about some other shit that you shouldn't be putting on the air. Oh yeah, well yeah, of course. Yeah, Eskimo pies and people <laughs> yeah, knocking at your you door know, when you're not supposed to be there? <laughs> you know rolls. Psychos and tacos. You Nineteen. Know all right, all right, brother. I love you to death, and uh, oh, man, we'll talk good. soon.
1: Yeah, we'll talk. All right, thanks for your time, Christian. Always, man. anytime. All right, later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Froes Case. Oh Dios, you sexy listeners.